the world is fundamentally changing and a lot of old ways don't work anymore. I believe there was never more prominent time for this radical change and building our businesses differently. My name is Elira and in this new business paradigm podcast, I challenge all business concepts and I bring new and different perspectives for the ways we work, build our businesses and ourselves. I believe in the economy of care and I stand for creating businesses your own authentic way while doing it with ease, effortless flow and joy. I would like to invite the experience of entrepreneurship as a journey of more homecoming to yourself. Yay! <laughs> so hello everybody! This is such a beautiful group here today. Oh, it's so good to see you all. Um, still got people coming in now. Just going to keep letting them in. Um, yeah wow so so excited for this discussion and um to see so many of you here live and if you're joining on replay then welcome to you as well um want to say a big welcome to Elira. oh my gosh i'm so participating and i realize now that i'm all muted and <laughs> not video but i'm smiling here like taking in everyone and and pretending already that i'm there so hi everyone so nice to see so many of you yeah um nice so <laughs> i'm gonna start i think um as people keep filtering in i'm just gonna start by sharing some things from my own journey in this subject of the wounded creative. I've got this image of like a soldier kind of like marching out of a rubble, like with a broken leg. <laughs> um, so this whole concept of going um, into that old business paradigm as with a deep sensitivity, intuitive nature and a lot of gifts to bring and being kind of hurt by how that felt. So welcome if you're just joining. It's really good to see you. Um, so I'm going to share the story of probably the deepest wounding that happened to me, um, which was around the music industry. And um, I had built up a project and I had this band and we'd been building it ourselves for a while. We had, you know, we had like, our own team in a way it was small but we had people working with us and it was at that point where I felt okay I'm going to take this to find some partners I'm going to go to the record industry and let's you know let's step up a level um so what happened there was firstly we got offered a huge deal with like big Sony music thing and that I actually understand now is my nervous system that was like, whoa, no, thank you. That's like way too much. 50 page contract. This just feels scary. So we found a kind of um, smaller indie label and <laughs> naive old me just thought like, OK, this is safe. They care about their artists. This is going to be fine. I can just relax here. I even went into a meeting with all these record label executives and said, like, I don't really know about business. <laughs> 
which is like you know I didn't really hadn't really figured out my trauma work yet and um didn't really have any boundaries so <laughs> learned from that but basically I didn't understand that business paradigm I found it like confusing I assumed that they would care about me because I was an artist and I was going to create this product and they would want me to be well um so after <laughs> some years of working with this company I got totally drained basically just drained that energy out um in that you know what I go as far as to call the slave culture where you just kind of <laughs> sucked out of you all that creative juiciness and what I discovered was that they had been lying also they had been taking money that they should have been giving to us that we were earning there was all kinds of things that felt really basically it was like a heartbreak I felt heartbroken I felt like I'd given all this energy and um and hadn't been respected so at that point we broke up that band and I kind of went in my shell a bit um and I needed to do that it was the time for some deeper trauma to come up and healing to happen um but also I started to produce a solo album project because that still things wanted to pour out and at that point um after I'd finished that album I remember going a little bit back into um the record industry again this time in London and I got some feedback from one record industry person and I was like oh no I don't want anything to do with you guys like it just felt horrible again it felt like they were talking about my art as if it was some kind of product for whatever you know just not very sensitive so anyway um it's this last year in 2022 that I really started to interact with Elira's work and particularly your your capacity work which we're going to talk about today um and this is the moment that I feel really I've started to since engaging in that work first of all so many more opportunities felt possible for me my actual ability to really take on more things and handle my nervous system and heal it and come back to balance and actually do more so literally the day after I signed up for one of the more intensive retreats I got offered like another role in the project I was doing I started to wear more hats at the same time almost instantly as soon as kind of walking into your field um <laughs> yay <laughs> so, um so it's really powerful basically and it and it kind of came my point in the wave of the healing okay healing here and then okay now I want to go into action I want to go back into the world I don't want to be held back anymore um and I've heard you talk about when our nervous system is contracted you can feel like you've got your foot on the accelerator and the brakes at the same time which is such a good metaphor so I feel like this capacity work is really about bringing that and going out and there's still a healing element to it but it's like going more into okay I'm ready to go back out there again in my way I feel that's really important for for the creative and intuitive sensitive people because we have so much to bring to the world right now so I want to just we're going to ask I'm going to kind of have this discussion with Elira and please feel free to comment in the chat and respond and um interact we've got the the reactions down at the bottom of the screen if you like using them 
Um, and feel free to post your questions as we go along in the chat, but also we can have a section at the end to ask more questions to Elira. So um, my first question to you, Elira, is um, why do you think that sensitive and creative types have been most harmed by the old business paradigm? Can you share some of your own experience of being this forward-thinking person in the corporate world? Because we're not just talking about the arts, obviously, we're talking about all creativity, which is everything, anywhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh, first of all, I need to celebrate you and your story. You know, it's like I, you know, I'm big about celebration. And I think this <laughs> is huge what, what you just shared before I jump into answer. So also I want to invite guys to be interactive and there's on Zoom those hearts and applauses and celebrations that you can share so feel free to celebrate Brian's story with me also and there are so many stories like that and I think we should celebrate those milestones or those breakthroughs and um, coming back to your question I I have such a deep deep care for sensitive people for creative people because there's some part of innocence around that um, and very, very pure and very, very powerful energy, creative energy. And I'm not talking only like making music or making painting. Creativity is such a broad word. Entrepreneurship and business is creativity. You know, like every day in an entrepreneurship business, I have to be so creative, especially living here in Georgia. You have no clue <laughs> how I set up my business, how I find a way, what works, what not. You know, it's like it's constantly creation. And my background is a lot in psychology, in human resources and in business. So I spent almost 20 years in corporate world and building businesses and different sectors and different forms of uh, organizations. And what I discovered is that putting it very black and white in this very consuming and money-making um, corporations, it's not in the interest to allow be for you to be out of the box to be creative you know when we look in that hierarchy order they want you to follow the orders they want you to make money and often also they don't understand how creativity works and creativity process is the journey itself as i'm sure most of you creative people know it's own cycle it's not linear masculine energy that you can produce all the time. And that's not convenient for corporate world. It's not productive, you know. So that's why um, a lot of those creative, sensitive moments and, and feelings and uh, um, ways of expressing were not uh, appreciated or not invited because it's not good for the shareholder value. You know, <laughs> and it's also because most of the corporate world and all, a lot of business world is built on a very masculine way of structure and energy. 
and and creativity i find a bit if we look not on the man and woman but the energy it's that feminine energy which flows and then you know you go in that incubation phase and then you fertilize and then you produce it's not linear consistent energy right not action all the time so that also was not very included and the third thing what I find also, this is my interpretation and my my kind of thoughts, but I feel creation energy is such a powerful energy. And a lot of people in high positions were just so afraid of it because it's such a powerful force of life and simply energy. And I had encountered that myself dealing with management because I worked a lot with management, with near management. And I also had a lot of creative projects and also even won some awards for the projects I did. But a lot of managers were so confused because creativity is something you cannot control. And that's so scary. You know, and that's what I directly encountered with my direct bosses. It's like, I just don't know how to kind of manage you because you're too creative for me. It's like, you're too much out of the box. I need you to be <laughs> in the box. So then I have you under control. And and this is where it was tipping point in my career where I realized working a lot of in human resources and, and talent development, uh, a lot of talent development was about how to climb career ladders. And that actually was nothing about how to unfold your potential, but how to teach you to be in that box uh, that we can control you better, how to behave. And higher you went on the ladders, more strict the rules were and more manipulative and like uh, pretending you had to be. Of course, there were there are and there were amazing companies everywhere. But if we look in very generalistic and also my personal experience, that that was not really about human potential, not about really creative power of force. And when we look in those elements, actually, those are the most powerful elements in human creation in our potential, and that's why they were the most threatening to the corporations that are not structured like that, that are not understanding this powerful energy and they didn't know how to control. So that was on purposely done that the creatives were repressed. Creatives were uh, dismissed. The, the creatives were wounded and not allowed. Yeah, that resonates a lot. Um... Yeah, and I also I feel that too. Like the story I shared is is really common because of the way what you're describing that that world is like, and it's it's like that on purpose. So I'm curious in your um, what you think is like the key to bridge that gap again between creativity and business because it can work the other way too. Like I saw Teresa posting today. Like I didn't think I was consider myself a creative. So it's the same back and forth sometimes the same like let's separate those things you know so so yeah what's the key to bridge the gap and so that creative people who are so needed can start to have the confidence and resilience again to really put themselves out there 
So first of all, I just want to bring a good news in the house that there's no need to bridge the gap. The gap is not there anymore. Like everything what I just shared before is the old world. There are so many uh, successful entrepreneurs and in my circle that I know flourishing, creative people doing their business completely authentic way and thriving. It's such a big movement and it's happening. And what what we just, as I said, what I just shared before, it's already old news. It's already old fashioned in a way. So that's the first thing. And saying that, what we need to do is to claim that space, to bridge that for ourselves. So to claim that, um, I thought I switched off my phone, uh, to claim that space of fully claiming all of yourself, fully creating that space of how you're most sensitive, most creative parts and energy wants to be expressed and what structure container it needs and honor that. And also nurture that part of you who got that creative part that was not supported and was not nourished. So it was never developed and like it could never grow up to the adult. Yeah, that's beautiful. That that child part as well, that really innocent, sweet part with the ideas that wants to be seen. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of, you know, and that's why there is a separation because a lot of sensitive people, they say, yeah, business and the money is that world there and I don't belong there. And it's partly true because, yes, in that structure, you don't belong. But you now have complete freedom to create your own structure where all those parts can be nourished and can be held. Uh, but the thing is, what I learned with people, people just, you know, when you let the the bird out of the cage, the bird doesn't know how to fly. It's like, oh, yeah, but the cage is all I know, you know? <laughs> It's 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 still comfortable at least to hide. So that's the usually the main issue that I encounter with creative uh, people in the world. Is that permission slip for yourself? And when you bump in some kind of bumpy road of creating whatever you want to create or how you want to create, to give that support and love. And don't judge those most sensitive and vulnerable parts that are affected by it. Learn to be with them. Because a lot of creatives were so neglected and their sensitivity were was so misunderstood. So they didn't learn that. They kind of internalized that and they don't didn't learn to nourish and hold that themselves. That, you know, devotion, that self-leadership capacity of to go through and pick all of your parts with love. Yeah, that really speaks to that feeling of self-criticism that can be so harsh sometimes until you really learn to hold that, like you say. And I, and since doing the, I've done two kind of 
four to five week long intensive retreats with you I have really learned more how to just be like oh there you are like you feel really scared right now you know or like look at that you feel really you know you've done something and you've shared it with someone and then you feel a bit strange like just feel that yeah because you know what I figured out also in my own entrepreneurship journey is not about strategies, it's not about new fashion tools, it's about literally that capacity to hold yourself, to hold all parts of yourself, to not to be either or, but to like, oh, I can be completely like angry and pissed off because something happened and I can be completely go in the event and hold it and be excited. You know, I can have both of them because I have the capacity to hold all spectrum of life. I can be like badass, ambitious woman, and I can be this sensitive and scared, creative person who is just so sensitive and vulnerable and don't want to be rejected. You know, I can hold both parts. And what you're just sharing, you you also say, I can hold more of me now because the scary thing becomes not that most of the people afraid of business and money and success not because of those things, but what it will invite for them to step up, what they will have to show up, mm. that space that they will have to claim. Like, for example, if I would ask all of you now, if you would get a lot of money tomorrow or a consistent big salary tomorrow, it's... It's not about the money. Usually the trigger goes like, ooh, I, um, or I, I'm afraid of money or I have to, then to show up in the world. I have to deliver. I'm, I'm afraid to fail. So it's always about, you know, your internal parts that you like cannot hold that. So that's why I kind of realized often also those strategies and marketing strategies and business and business plans so many times doesn't work and so many uh, businesses especially small businesses fail because people don't have internal capacity to hold it because you know that they buy the most expensive sales funnels the most expensive strategies and then or marketing tools and then they say it's just too complicated and it's not translated it's not embodied it's it's not uh, transfer through their nervous system so the nervous system can hold and understand that and feel safe with that and that's why it doesn't work and that's why it failed <clears throat> that's why I focus on this deep capacity work to hold and handle and receive even more so you feel safe to receive more so after many many years and, and digging in this like human potential and, and business world I kind of came up with eight capacities and creative capacity also is one of the capacities, which I kind of combined with self-leadership capacity in this moment. But there are eight capacities that I realize are really actually, nobody talks about it, but actually it's fundamental parts for you to build anything whatever you want. And it doesn't matter what kind of job you have, what kind of product you have, if you're artist or if you are like selling pants, it doesn't really matter. At the end, it goes really to those capacities. And one of the key to probably to all of them is the nervous system. 
um, receiving capacity, relational capacity, because we all are in relationship all the time. Visibility capacity to show up really and to show all of you in the world and your business. Structural capacity, because if you don't have structures, that muscle inside of, of um, energy in your business, money will not flow and clients will not flow and clients will not feel safe and trusted with you. You know, you need that stability and structure so you can receive and allow and, and lean back. Also money capacity, because money, especially in spirituality world or creative world, there's so much pain with the topic of money and somehow a rejection of money. And yes, I know the history of money is not the most exciting one, but it's up to us how we relate to that. We are, it's in our lives, it's inevitable. So you can neglect it and deny it, or you can just say, okay, let's find relationship different with you. Um, I th I don't, I've, I always, I start to mention those capacities and I forget where I started with them. So I don't know <laughs> if I mention all of them. While you're on the money capacity, it also yeah. links to something else you said about that new business being open to all of you. So it's open to your scared parts and it's open to your real like confident parts and all the parts, whatever you want to give them names is all okay to be there, to be out there. And so that that thing of it, the new business paradigm, having this holistic approach. And so in that sense, you can design how you want to do business, including money. So it could be donation. It could be uh, fixed price for some stuff. Um, some stuff, the premium, because that's me and my like really special energy I'm going to give out there. And like you say, we do have money still a part of life. So um yeah it feels yeah, I, I i feel your question it's about that money capacity and that's why i call it money capacity not the money strategy because what you just mentioned like all these different versions of money on donation money and fixed price is the strategy part but if you don't have internal capacity to really receive that money you can choose any of those strategies and will it will not work or it will work it doesn't really matter at the end the the thing is, can you really receive money, first of all? How do you invest? How you spend? What money energy you allow? What money means to you? What money um, stands for you? What money enables to you? Because money also can be such an amazing access point and accelerator to invite more of you. If you look in that perspective. That happened to me. And it's not about amount of money. It's just when I started to allow to receive more and be nourished by all kinds of, it can be money, it can be um, people, testimonials, or just the clients I have. When I allow to receive that love that comes with those forms, it, it, the relationship started to revire and I started to feel like, oh, it invites more of me. It invites more of me to show up differently. And when I start to honor and include myself, instead of focusing on the money strategy, I was like, oh, I have to work on donation because that's the trend now, collectively. 
but what if I don't fit in that trend? You know, like I didn't fit in the previous one and I don't fit in this one. What, <laughs> you know, the same girl, different dress. Uh, and then I, at a certain point, I had a beautiful conversation with my friend and she said, and she was very, very kind of old fashioned, consistent um, way of fixed prices. And I, uh, and at a certain point we had this almost conflict and, and, and then we, had discussion and I said, yeah, but isn't it this new paradigm is all about that freedom. I do what feels right and joyful for me. And you do you. And we still love each other and we allow to be with fixed prices and donations and scale range and all and crypto and all shapes of forms, as long as it includes all of you and it includes all your clients. And that's for me was a tipping point. And that's for me was um, where I started to create bigger projects. And I realized what works specifically for me when I put the higher price, somehow more of my power came out because it was very related to the boundaries capacity. Oh, I didn't mention that one, the boundaries capacity. What energy I invite and and how the specific offer and specific project wants to be translated through me it was almost not about me it's what what that offer wants to be how it wants to be held how it wants to be uh, translated in the world and when I have this like uh, or like okay I will do it but but I will not give all of myself I know then the price is not correct and it doesn't matter like there's no value worth around that it's just a number but my body tells me what is right and what is not for me. And then I show up with so much care and love when I set a very clear boundaries container and structure for that love and, and creative power, energy and flow to show up. Yeah, it feels so free. What you're saying feels so kind of like, oh, what's this one going to be? How do, how's this feel today rather than, okay, I need my method and now I've got my method. Um, I'm going to pin myself to that. Instead, I am the evolving creation, in fact, of all of this. So on a different day and for a different offering, it might be something different. And I know you have, and we are going to talk about all the different, like you've got the sanctuary and all these different levels of entry, including like just interacting with you on social media, which is already kind of being in this field of this movement. And um, to more like premium coaching and and really detailed programs. We had a question just there from uh, Judy. The eight capacities you said: leadership, relational, visibility, structural, money. Which ones did I miss? And then you said boundaries, receiving. Is that, so that's yeah. So let me just name them all. Yeah, Rela receiving capacity, relational capacity, money nervous system, structural, visibility, boundaries, and embodied leadership. And I will share with you guys the link where you can read more about that and what I mean by that, because it just the names, you know, it doesn't say anything. It's, it's more why I chose those names and what I mean by that. So I just posted it in the chat now. Yeah, so let's go back a little bit more into the capacity work and particularly the nervous system, because I do feel like that one is really um, that 
is like the foundation, as you say, and creates yeah. big changes. So how do you approach that one? Yeah, nervous system is is basically our embodiment part. Like nervous system is the guardian of like what do you want to like your potential and what do you want to create in the form? How do you want to live? What do you want to experience? It's our nervous system is like in all our like body through from the from the neck towards all, all spine and it registered the world around you every second in the form, is it safe or is it the threat? So it's meant to protect you, meant to let you survive in this world. But it doesn't mean per se it will let you thrive. So you have to collaborate and have good relationship with your nervous system capacity because all its purpose is to make sure you're safe and you're protected. And it, it has its own language and own way. It comes in the nanosecond when it registered and scans the room when you feel, when it feels unsafe or safe. Then comes the mind and story like, oh, maybe I didn't, uh, don't feel safe or I even don't know why I feel this way. You're like suddenly you go in the freeze or suddenly you go in the fight response because all your senses or all your tentacles pick that up without conscious um, story or identity around it. So first of all, if you're in very unprocessed trauma or very dysregulated nervous system functioning all the time, this is the first thing where you will not be able to expand a lot. So first of all, you have to heal your nervous system because if your nervous system is constantly living in alert or living in this unsafety and fear or pain in the body. It's a lot of, lot of energy for your body. So if you get something else, it, there's no capacity to handle. And that's why you all are where you are. Whatever is amazing business, business situation or your creations of life and, and business and creativity projects, or is it not where you want to be? It's where your nervous system feels safe. It doesn't have logic about thriving and successful. It has the logic of safe or not safe. And it has very smart ways how to hold that for you or find found ways how to bring you back into safety, even with all these addictions or um, comfort stuff. So first of all, you have to, and I think this is Bryony where it was huge for you also to that nervous system rewiring thing. And then when you learn to understand the language of your nervous system, then you can start to uh, expand and give rewire that nervous system wiring of what is safe. Because sometimes we live in most abusive environments or had most abusive bosses or partners and that's for our system feels safe because that's familiar because that's how we know to how to handle and then feeling calm feeling love be feeling seen in the relationship for your nervous system may feel absolutely threat because it's unfamiliar it doesn't know how to deal with it Intimacy can feel completely disaster and, and 
panic for you if you're not having that capacity. If you're used to, you know, be rejected all the time, success may feel complete threat and unsafety for your nervous system. So it's again rewiring that if you've been neglected and, and repressed your creativity, expressing your creativity may feel unsafe and threatening for your nervous system. Because maybe somewhere in childhood or on the journey of your life, that's what happens. You may not even remember, but your nervous system does. So that's why it's so powerful first to heal that and to, to grow business in line with your nervous system growth. Because you can have success, you can do quantum leaps of business growth. And this is another thing what is so glorified in our business world, like this fast growth, a lot of money, like look this, but it's killer for your nervous system. You can have that tomorrow, but you can burn out. That happened to me. I completely couldn't hold it. I had huge leaps. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> and then I had to come back. And then I had to regulate and heal. And I was like, oh my gosh, it took me years to like come back to point zero. So now I'm really like the big fan of slow and steady, you know, and when when you're in line with that nervous system growth and expansion and expanding that capacity and knowing how to deal with it, then those quantum leaps can happen, but they happen with the easefulness, with the joy and safety. Yeah, it's this is the point for me personally where there is this realization of coming into your work in both programs I did, one was visibility capacity, the other was nervous system capacity program, that I can actually do something about that because you say it and I, I was like, yeah, I feel that. I, so on one hand, really nice to feel, okay, my nervous system is protecting me and it's doing a really good job actually. And it has, it's just got a setup based on something that's a bit dysfunctional and so one point is that in a way, everybody out there, pretty much, pretty much everybody out there has that because we've all been through that school and we've all been through whether you've had like acute trauma or not, you know, that has been that spark has been to, to some degree, your nervous system has been trained into another way. And then when you get ready to like, I want to change that. Yeah, I want to I want to do something. So then it's like the how. And so for me, the big big like um revelation was like i can i can do that and through your guidance and somebody's asking in the chat how how do we do that and so what i noticed is that noticing oh look i'm in a freeze first you were kind of educating us about what these states are of reaction fight flight freeze fawning oh look i'm doing that okay maybe i'll stop doing that well, look, I just, I just stopped, you know, I just became aware and I changed my behavior and bit by bit, just doing that in tiny little everyday situations. Um, because I think a lot of us are probably engaged with the work of Oracle Girl and she does have that work has, brings all the stuff up and then it's like, right, okay, wh what do I do with that now? <laughs> yeah, that, that how is so important. And that's what I also 
I, I see so much trainings and, and business consultants who talk a lot, a lot about what, what, what. But not, but all what people really curious is how, like, but how tell me, you know? <laughs> and I think that's where I focus all my work around. And that's why I'm talking about the capacity, because this is the how you will become successful. This is how you will build yourself from inside out. And it's so beautiful what you say is that awareness of yourself, of your body, of your nervous system. And that awareness bringing some gentleness to yourself and learning to be softer and more loving and also understanding how your body communicates with you and what it wants. Yeah, it's really profound. I used to go straight from, I want to do this thing. And now I'm in a, now I feel contracted. And then you know, like you're contracted again, you're so whatever, and self-criticism. And now it feels more like, oh, look, you're contracted. So maybe you should sit down, have a cup of tea <laughs> and just feel that. And it dissolves straight away. And I think you said during the capacity, nervous system capacity program, like your triggers are there to, they're an opportunity. You can either jump over it again or you can just sit and feel that what that trigger is and then change your behavior. And so this is another question I had for you is about from healing. And I'm very sensitive about the healing. You know, we need to do that. And it can be we can get in a cycle with that where we stay in healing and we don't get to. Okay, now I'm going to like change my behavior and I'm going to go out there again, but I'm going to do it slightly different. I'm going to take the knocks a little bit, but in the right timing and in the right um, dosage. So not like too, too fast, too soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and healing and expansion, you know, those, those are two words and they probably go hand in hand. So healing is very important part because I think we all are traumatized in one way or another, but you can get stuck in that healing. And I think Bernie, we had a conversation about it before. You can literally, it can be addictive to be in that loop of healing and healing and purifying and, and therapy. And I know myself, it's like, because when you purge and you release and so, something heavy that was stored in your body, there's such a relief, you know, that you were longing for, your body was longing for so, so long. But then, and then again, your nervous system could like, oh, I can breathe out. I don't have to be in that alert, intense, painful, trying to protect you state. So, so your nervous system is like, oh, thank you. I, I can breathe out now and I can relax for a little bit. So that's very, very important. But as I say, if you focus only on healing, it will not help you thrive. There's another part of it where it's so, so much key is that self-leadership capacity, that aligned action you have to take and take those steps and take those um, maybe fearful steps forward 
or um, taking risks or choosing to do differently or choosing to do for the first time, even if you're scared to shit. Because then you show your nervous system, you see, we did it, you survive. This is my new wiring. So the aligned action is so, so important. This is where it's like, oh, I need to claim that space. And, and you know, the thing is what happens with a lot of people like, yeah, I'll go and claim that space, but then I neglect that's part of the healing. Uh, but if you do hand in hand, if you really honor what needs to be um, held and nourished and listened while you grow and expand, then it's a very beautiful and easeful journey. Because in every level of expansion, there will be, you will bump into that glass ceiling, which was holding you from, from that expansion. So you will bump into that. I call that capacity edge. Like, okay, so this is where I'm going. I'm expanding. Let's take receiving capacity because that's one of the very popular one, <laughs> receiving wound. To receive money, to receive love, to receive trust, to receive clients, to receive appreciation generally in your body. People are like, oh, okay, I received now. And I was like, oh, I cannot, like, let's take that money example. There are a lot of people who receive a lot of money, but they don't really receive it. They get the money, but they don't receive it in their body. So the work of capacity is to reach that edge of expansion and to be gentle on that edge and listen and heal and rewire, make your new rules, how you want to relate with the world and business and then take next step. And also honoring where, what is that speed of your body? What is that speed of your nervous system? Instead of like, yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> I will push it hard and, and strong. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I kind of would love to hear more, you say more about um, this embodiment. So the ways that you guide people. So I know you have like audio tracks and sometimes in a session, it's a guided embodiment, feeling into your body. Other times it's giving information. Also know you have like, the different ways to interact with your work from just engaging in social media, sharing with you. I know that you respond often when people share with you. So even sharing on your telegram page response to questions and getting your answer or whether it's participating in a, a one day retreat or, or these other programs. So if you could talk a bit about how and what you do in the different things and what those levels are, the different opportunities to engage with this work yeah so first of all you know it's not very conventional work and it's quite powerful what I hear a lot from people how they describe is quite powerful in the most gentle way and I love that kind of description and that's why I created like different entrance points where people could engage and I have way more plans in coming years to create even more helpful space and sanctuary and community. 
And I call it sanctuary because I want to invite people to really nourish and replenish and grow and be celebrated in that sanctuary of mine where they can find their own sanctuary. Because a lot of people are afraid to step out in the world or do what what they want to claim because there is the biggest need in our humanity, which is belonging. So they want to do something pioneering, something different, but then it threatens their sense of belonging. And then they, you know, don't do it. So that's why I'm trying to create that sanctuary where they can not even feel appreciated and allowed to experiment, but also be very powerfully held. So I have, um, I'm preparing a lot of content on my website on each capacity. So I'm going to build it more and more through the year. So you can have the podcast, which is completely for free. You have which is video and audio version. I I have a lot of blogs that I'm writing. So you can deepen in that content already. And then I'm creating retreats. Sometimes it's like two-day retreats. Sometimes it's like four, six weeks retreat on different capacities. What you just, Brian, mentioned, I've been in visibility capacity, which was like six months, sorry, six weeks program where we deepen really on the, because visibility is such a also big pain for a lot of people and visibility i mean like showing up in the world all of you showing up in your marketing with all of you in your business so um, there there is a lot of free content uh, that i'm creating that you can start to engage and then there's um shorter one-time seminars or master classes or retreats and then there's if you want to engage deeper um there are longer programs like nervous system program which is um five weeks i think now um and it's pre-recorded and it's one of foundational programs that i really really recommend (laughs) if you want to start building and expanding and then there there are one-on-one sessions that i have with people which you get tailored support. And, and I love to take people on a journey together. And then the biggest one and the most extensive is where I combine all eight capacities and I have three months journey with people in a very an unconventional format also where people will be supported individually, but also in the group. And we will have masterclass education about each capacity deepening there will be tracks recorded to deepen also on your own time there will be master heart where we'll be dealing with your embodiment and healing and capacity edges and there will be master mind where we will address your practical business building and the coaching and mentoring there and brainstorming so it's kind of combining your heart and your mind and your energy and your individual attention and the group. So I kind of made the most comprehensive support that I could imagine I could do for people because I deeply, deeply care about supporting people so powerfully that they have no choice, but just go and thrive. (laughs) No excuses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's great to get all that info out there. Just 
there's so there's so much on offer basically and I feel like you've said before you're this is a movement so you're just I see you kind of holding a torch but this is for all of us we're all creating this new paradigm this new business paradigm so we can all just engage together we already like the power of the people in this room right now is immense um so we have this community too yeah Yeah. it's so important that togetherness or that you know that support you didn't have before so maybe now you need to have it extra so you can feel safe and comfortable to go there and do what you need to do and I'm talking for myself and I set up for myself like powerhouse support (laughs) because I'm stepping in my biggest shoes also and I know how important it is to have support and we are doing also, you know, it's extra complicated because we are doing something nobody did before. We're pioneering, you paving our own way. There are no rules. There are no, no how. There are no collective um, structures about it. So it's extra uncertainty. And uncertainty, you know, it's another animal that people don't de- deal very well with, you know. <laughs> So that's why I want to have that sanctuary where people can come in and join and feel so safe. And it's not only me and about me that I hold and support, but that we support each other and celebrate each other and uplift each other. And also that we are being role models for each other, what is possible and how different we can create the business so we can be inspired from each other. So that's why I'm saying like, don't join my products, like join the movement that I'm creating, at least, you know, what I want to see in the world, what I believe in, you know, and I, it's just so for me amazing when I see so many different shapes and forms and ways of how people express themselves and then how business is expressed. I know people who are completely don't even, like, I know one lady who is literally millionaire And it's not about the money, but somehow I just want to give example because at this new business paradigm, money is not a definition of success, but she managed to build that business and have a huge community focusing on community. And she has a lot of products and I was like, okay, I'm new to you, but I haven't, I don't see even where I have to find those products. And she's like, oh yeah, let me put it, uh, put it together for you. So she doesn't even have a website, you know, she doesn't. Uh, she's like completely feminine way of flow and she she doesn't yeah she just goes with her feminine way of of going but because it's aligned to her and how way authentic way of being it thrives because that's that's the thing in the I believe in new business paradigm there's no one way of being prosperous prosperity comes when you align with your own authenticity, with your own way of being in line with universe, because then universe can read you. And then prosperity flows in that one authentic way to you. And we have to figure out by doing and then messing up and then trying again and then seeing, oh, that works for me. Yeah, so let me put that way. Guys, if you stretch yourself, you will face the fear. 
there is no sugarcoating around it. Like I, I cannot put softer than that. You will have to face the fear because you're stretching your, your space to the territories that we're taking away from you. So you're claiming that space. So the thing is you can stretch and get terrified and be completely uh, chaotic and painful and uncomfortable. And it will be all of that. And then you can resist and deny, which may, will make even harder to have that expansion. Or you can literally listen what your body wants, what your system wants, what your emotions are telling. And the, the best thing what I learned in honoring is slowing down. Because there are so many subtle things that usually always communicating to you that if you have this tension and anxiety just stop doing what you're doing and just listen what is there that your body is communicating with you maybe why does it doesn't feel safe what what is it um stepping into because there are a lot of subconscious things that are happening so slowing down and if you feel like uh, you have urgency and you cannot stop and slow down. Know that it's actually your trauma response. Urgency is a trauma response. You can slow down. You can listen. And, and then breathe, breathe that in and, and see what you need and honor that. And listen, those parts, probably maybe little sensitive part was neglected, you know, and just wants to say, hey, I'm scared. And it's like, okay, we can be scared and we can do it anyway, right? Right, okay, let's go. <laughs> mm -hmm. I had, I had uh, actually this morning, I was like, oh, I had to do this thing. And I was like, my body is like, oh, you know, like, I don't want to do it. And I was like, okay, so what do you want? And I was like, I want to play. I want a beauty. I was like, okay, I we go for coffee. We go in the beautiful place, but then we do this thing. I was like, okay, we have a deal. <laughs> So that's how I got to manage my kind of feminine and masculine energy in me. So that's how I stretch with that honoring myself, honoring my body, honoring my energy, because actually it knows much more than my monkey mind or what I think it should be. Yeah, that's really, really, really sweet. The way we can take our, take our preferences and actually respond to them and this whole thing of like yeah we're building the new thing but slowly and in the way that feels right for us it doesn't have to be this kind of panic and oh i've got to do the most original thing and have the biggest audience no it's like that is that modeling of like i just start from where i am and it's right here i can just do something easy to start with yeah yeah and that's the relational capacity with yourself that intimacy with yourself. Do you see yourself in the moment? Are you your best friend? Or are you neglecting that and rejecting that part in you that was rejected and neglected already by others a lot? Like, are you your own best friend? You know, that's, and if you don't have that internal relational capacity with yourself, it will be very hard to have expanded and healthy way with others with your clients, with the family, with friends and the world. Yeah. 
So um, we have this question about the three months capacity path um, retreat. And then also at this point, um, I said it would be an hour. We are on the hour, but I feel like we can stay and, and just continue a bit. Um, so if you have more questions, um, also share them in the chat. And um, I will say, yeah, there's a nice thing to read from Jen in a minute. But um, so someone is asking, do, hang on, where is it? Um, this For the three-month retreat, no, it's not someone, Izzy is asking, is it important to have a certain capacity for myself um, and business before starting? Yeah. And I just want to come back. Somehow I felt like it's important to honor your own boundaries. Like guys, if you feel like you feel complete and because we agreed this time and you need to leave, leave and you can watch the replay. Just, I want to honor also your own boundaries and what we agreed upon. If you are okay to stay, just uh, stay with us. I would be so happy to have those questions. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So about the question, do I, can you repeat it again? Yeah. Um. For the three-month retreat capacity mm-hmm. path, is it important to have a certain capacity already for myself and my business before starting? What are the requirements? Well, we always have certain capacity in all capacities, right? Like we have some kind of boundaries. We have some kind of relationship. <laughs> so uh, this actually this capacity path, what I created is more for people who want to expand and grow or build very strong foundations for your business for that growth. So if you feel like there is a lot of healing needed, you wouldn't really benefit the best out of this program. But if you already did a lot of healing and a lot of therapy and you feel like, okay, I'm kind of ready to step out there in the world, but I'm scared or this doesn't work or this, and I have the business idea or I have the business or I want to scale up the business and grow to next level. Um, and I do need support or I was like, I feel it's already just the idea is a stretch, but I have the idea. I think that would be very helpful because you could have also part of healing and, and the healing, I mean, like stretching those capacity edges together with us and also have brainstorming and support and celebration and also education and deepening and all those capacities. So that's for me kind of the difference that would be helpful. And I already uh, know the people that are joining and they're amazing, amazing group. Love each of them in the group. And they are very powerful, very beautiful people who already have very strong foundation of the business and they want to, to step up more still from inside out but really to next level and that next level, whatever it means to you. It's more the space where I'm inviting you to not only be supported and a little bit educated on this depth of the content, but also to redefine yourself, what success is to you, how you grow, um, what you want um, and where you want to deepen, be really hands-on. Yeah, and I've I've posted in the chat the link to and Marlies did too. Thank you, Marlies, to this um one day. Well, it's a three-hour mini retreat on Monday, which is a good way to taste 
the way you hold the space, Alira, I think, and that's on a donation basis. So that link is in the chat. If you're kind of thinking, oh, I want to like engage somehow, but I'm not sure exactly what. Um, and that's this coming Monday. Um, yeah, it's 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 um I kind of invite you also to to start the year and embody uh your dreams in a bit different way. It's it's exactly how I work from that relaxed. <clears throat> that uh, expansive way to listen all your senses and what wants to be merged and what wants to be let go from 2020 and then see what what is arising from all your body instead of all your brain so that's why i have three hours because we can deepening and listen and go through different versions so deeper uh, and receiving but also a little bit structural capacity like okay so you have the vision how do you implement that yeah i love that combo of the practical and the dreaming yeah that's my i think the balance is key because if you only intuitive flow um yeah it's, it's your business still will need that masculine structure this is where at least my business the balance happened this is where it started to thrive in the next level. Yeah, I like that. We're really not like throwing out masculine and we're not even talking, like you say, about men and women. And it, it's just that balance and coming back into that balance of our own energy and getting to know and understand our own energy. Like, how do I like to organize my day? What's my flow? How does it relate to me? So I can give it out there in the way that feels good. Yeah, and I'm planning to do one retreat about it in the, I think in the first quarter this year, about this feminine and masculine energy in your business and how it shows up in a shadow way and a healthy way, because we don't even sometimes recognize that. Nice. Um, all those things are going to be posted also on, on newsletters and things. So um, there's a nice comment here and question from Jennifer. Um my predominant experience with business, self-employment and making money is one of confusion. I look at successful people and feel like they have some secret source that I'm lacking and I'm clueless how to just drop into flow and let the magic happen. Based on another talk Alara gave, I'm understanding the previous traumas are likely running the show and could be why I struggle with finding success. Could you talk more about this? Yeah, you, you have talked about that. Um, is there anything more you'd like to add? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I honestly very pissed off on people who are like, um, look, I did this and this is the way for, I earned so much money and I'm telling you now how, and yes, you can get it, be inspired because, you know, it just gives you a lot of, um, a lot of different formats that maybe you can pick it up and, 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 and apply, but I think what it touches in you and why it also, like you say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of triggered because it's selling to your wounding. It's selling that certainty for you, which doesn't exist. You know, we, what I said before, there's no one way how you can make money. The prosperity will start to flow to you when you align yourself fully in your authentic way. You have to find your own prosperity channels. I think that's what I will leave there. I could say so much more, but it's such a big topic. <laughs> but that's the talk itself. 
Yeah, I feel like all of these topics are like a whole thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I kind of separated them in capacities because these are such deep, deep, deep topics that needs elaboration of weeks or months, you know, that's why I'm creating those retreats where we can deepen in all of them in such a profound way. Yeah, I'm feeling like it'd be good to put, because it's possible to contact you as well and ask questions to you about which retreat is good for me, or I'm thinking about this one, right? So is there an email address that we could put in the chat where people can do that? Oh, yes, I will put it. And actually, I would love if you reach out. And actually, for the capacity path, I even <clears throat> offer a calendar where we can both a call, like 15, 30 minutes call, and we can share and discuss and we can have a conversation together. Because I also want to make sure that you get the best out of it or it meets your needs the best, you know, like that you support it is my most priority. Um, here is... The email. Yeah, so we've got probably maybe we just have time for these um, three comments and questions that are in the chat. So actually, this is a comment from Anami. The stretching for me looks like, for example, when making an application that triggers my fear, I can start reading the description as a first small step. And then I stretch myself to to making notes and then writing them out and and so on until I managed to make the application and send it off while honoring my bodily signals of fear and gently pushing one small step at a time. I, yeah. I feel uh, she talks like that because she already did nervous system program. <laughs> you know, and. And that's what I really, really recommend, guys, to, to start with that program, because it's such a. <clears throat> Also, I think it's such a good way to learn that stretching process, that nervous system process. And it's available. I also will, will, will post it a link. But it's such a beautiful um, way of sharing how to honor yourself and how to honor your nervous system. It's like, okay, you're afraid to do that. Let's do what you're okay to do. Let's focus what, what uh, you open. Because... What we often focus when we have triggers and contraction, we focus just like, this is all there is right now. But actually there's always the space, the possibility, the openness in our body that is actually open and okay and is available and, and is full of joy. So it's never either or. It's literally, it's like, okay, this part is contracted, but actually this is open. Let's focus on what is available, what I can do instead of like, oh, how do I get rid of this contraction now? <laughs> mm. Yeah. And then the contraction just falls away as you get into the joy of doing and the desires. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so two similar questions, and then we've also got a nice question about creativity from Aiden. So firstly, from Marlise and Larissa, there's how many people join the group? I think she's talking about Capacity Path, which is the three-month program. And when do you recommend joining a group thing or working individually with you? And then Larissa's saying, how do I determine the best way to start this work with you, Elira and Bryony? Thank you for hosting for your personal experience. Thank you, Larissa. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, Bryony. 
Thank you for hosting. I agree. I echo that. Um, <laughs> what I do, I offer discovery session with me, which is one time thing where I give you also quite flexible timing for one to two hours where we can really give you space and investigate what you need and how would be the best to support you, but also experience the collaboration with me or mentoring with me. So that can be the first entrance point. I never do any one-on-one packages without having discovery session because I just want to make sure I'm a right fit and you're a right fit and we can go as, as deep as we can in that container because sometimes maybe I'm not the best fit and then I can suggest you to someone else, you know, or we find different ways. So maybe not the time. So that's the first entrance point to one-on-one sessions. And then, you know, usually after that discovery session, it's very clear to people if they want to have the package or not. So you don't have to jump in in the, you know, as we say in Lithuania, you don't have to buy a cat in a bag. You can see the cat and then see if you want to be guardian of the cat. (laughs) And, uh, And for the group, for the capacity path, it's a very intimate small group. So it's from six to nine people. Um, and in that small group, also there will be subgroups. So we will have this group through all our three months where we will have two models together, all of us, but master heart because it will be more individualized um, process. I will split in smaller group that you have enough attention so it's kind of one-on-one coaching and and healing process for you personally in the group so you get individual and you get um group so that's why i'm saying it's the most comprehensive uh, journey i would leave it up to you to decide if you feel like you need more one-on-one or you because you know with one-on-one is always more tailored it's more every all attention is to you and we have all the time for you. But if you feel like it would be so helpful also to have your tribe, your group. And I know like a lot of people who've been in my their threes, they kind of continue or they 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 bond quite deeply because we go in such a deep, intimate places of ourselves. And when you are connecting and relating from that place with others, it's automatically you build very beautiful bonds. So I think I, w- I will leave it there. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to add that um, when I first considered joining the visibility retreat, I did have the question, you know, and I I have my own resistance, which came up probably in your field, because I think that that can happen when we come into your field. Um, I had some financial worries. And I also had this thing of like, okay, what's the attention going to be like? We've got these five live calls and then what, and then what? And actually what it felt like in in those group scenarios is that we're in a container for the whole four weeks. There's some kind of, there's something we're in a space. So there is a sense of being held and there are, there is like in the group way, there's the telegram chat, there's a sense of community with the other people sharing. And then there's also, um, within those programs there was a one-to-one moment uh from time to time and also you receive in a way more time 
because you're part of the group process. So yeah, it was like very nourishing. And my question was, you know, what what kind of individual attention will I receive and will that be enough? And I did feel that I got that and the chance to ask questions as well. Yeah, thank you for adding. Yeah. So maybe um yeah we've got this nice question about creativity from Aiden maybe we can finish with that one okay and then um we have in the chat all these links to your email to contact you for more um info and um your website and all kinds of things and all of this stuff is on the website um I will also put a link to if, if you have a link to the telegram group that would be good to put oh yes mm-hmm so Aidan says, I'd love to hear more about creativity and the creative process. Do you have anything you'd like to share about your own relationship with working with creative energy? Oh, such a beautiful and actually I'm almost getting emotional. What a beautiful question. Um, yes, I, I had a big wounding also in, in my creativity process, especially I think it started from my childhood because I was very talented and very different artistic expressions. Um, and, and then also in corporate world, because, you know, creativity is, as I said, is such so much broader term than just doing arts and crafts. Um and I always looked in the world differently. Like the way I look, it's quite creative, you know, and a non-standard way. And I always felt like rejected. So I, at certain point, I repressed it and I tried to fit in that standard, what is that box that it expected. And then I reached the point of you don't win anyway. So there's one side of the coin where you have to deal with the pain of repression, your creativity, we have to face the fear of rejection and express that. So which fear is the bigger? You have to face it one or another. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> and I think the big shift happened to me when I started to honor my feminine energy and flow and embrace my desires and claim my desires and just allow body to lead and be very devotional to my creativity process because you know there was a moment where i was like okay i am having offers but offers but i'm rejecting before and everyone else rejecting them and i had to rebuild my relationship with that um with that creativity process and to make it as well sanctuary for it and respect it with utmost uh, honor because actually that's what is my driving force. So I had to fall in love and I have to commit and devote that even if everyone else will reject my offer that I created, I will not betray that. I will stand by it. I will be there for my offer and I will be grateful for it. So I think when I started to step into that, that bigger self-leadership capacity, rewire that relationship with my creation process and what it needs, listening to that, 
So for example, my creation process really needs a lot of beauty, spaciousness, and changing environments. And I just honor that. And I go in this hotel with chandeliers and I sit and write, you know, and or I go in, in the wooden cabin in the nature because that's what my inspiration and creativity wants. And I allow that. And I also um, created that masculine structure for my creativity to be met. So it's not getting lost in translation of business operations. So Monday and Friday, I give myself spaciousness to create. And sometimes I just do nothing and linger and it's it's nothing happens. But sometimes it just flows like a fountain because somewhere in my body, like, like yes, you told the Friday will be the day. So now we are ready. <laughs> And and then sometimes I forget about it and it's like, okay, we woke up already and I have three ideas. <laughs> so it's, it's, again, building that relationship with your creativity, honoring your creativity and um, stepping up what it needs and um, respecting that. Did I answer, um, Aiden? What a beautiful answer. Thank you so much. <laughs> beautiful yeah and i think i didn't answer about the telegram group but also um i will i will drop it also in the in the chat now the link i love to share in the telegram group because people are there so beautiful and it somehow has that space of creative gentleness and I really, really love that. And I, I kind of feel very safe and open and loving to interact there. It's my one of my favorite channels to, to share and relate. So feel free to join there if you're not there yet. Yeah, I just also want to hone in on that point about loving your own creations. And to come back around to that example I shared of my journey at the beginning with the music industry, when I felt this rejection somehow or this like exploitation I almost rejected what I'd done and then I created the next thing which was a solo album and I found it really hard to love it and I mm. remember somebody saying to me oh you just got to get over that you know you got to just like people like it people don't it doesn't matter fuck it up <laughs> no I'm, I'm not over that like it affects me when I've just made a baby and then someone's like your baby's got weird eyes like yeah <laughs> So I kind of like this thing of going, well, I love the baby, you know, that's mine. My thing that's not mine, but it came through and, and I'm just going to like really love that. And I'm not going to share it with certain people straight away. Maybe there's some people that kind of I could share everything with or like certain things or when they're ready and like time that as well and just take care of that fragility around if we're always creating, it doesn't matter how many things we've created or how many massive stages we've already been on or not. It's still that vulnerable moment of like, yeah, but what about this one? This one's even weirder, you know? <laughs> what if everybody thinks I'm totally weird? It's like, it's actually such a beautiful, alive place to be. Um, and I just love what you're saying about you put an offering out and you decide you're going to love that, whether or not people... Um, engage and there's all kinds of reasons why they do and don't and especially with high frequency ideas which are forward thinking it sometimes it takes people a while to catch on and actually like 
Oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay, I'm ready yeah. for that now. I, I just love what you just added. And especially now I see that visual with a kid with the weird eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. And, and that's also that relational capacity of like, how do you love it? Or are you rejecting your creativity because it's, you know, you internalize that external rejection from outside and you reject it yourself? Or you say, no, I will build a structure where you need and you can flourish. I also, for example, I I share a lot of personal journey in, in, in my work, like what I discover, you know, because I don't feel like I have all the answers, but I can share what I discover. And I hope you can filter what resonates, what's not, and what needs to be fine-tuned for your own truth. But I don't feel comfortable to share all of that to kind of Instagram or Facebook. Sometimes I do, but I feel... My, some of my creativity feels very good to be shared in my newsletter because this is, I know people already took the step to connect with me. So I know they want to listen that, you know, so it's kind of creating that structure or that, um, yeah, again, that structure for creativity that, you know, that far, father protective energy of to be how, so you can be loved, you can be uh, safe, you can flourish in all your gentleness and beauty yeah K taking care of where to share is what came up yeah. in my head <laughs> yeah because we all want to be loved and we want to receive and as, as I say you know we all want to belong that's that's our biggest human needs that connection part so of course we want that our expression and our babies of creation are loved too <laughs> Yeah, and it's really profound. I just want to say like this feeling of being able to hold yourself really, actually. Like that is just so empowering because if every single person in the world rejected me, I'm still going to hold myself. It just makes me feel so much more okay to go out there, really go out there. Um, not just go out there and be kind of like that, but like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, that, and then you become like... resonant. Then you become magnetic, you become resonant and, and, and authentic. And then people people can love you, people can hate you, but then people feel something towards you because you're authentic. You know, they cannot be ambivalent to you. And more you grow, more you need that capacity to hold yourself because, you know, more, more you expand, more you will be exposed to all kinds of versions of life and experiences. So that, that capacity to hold yourself and to be there for yourself, then you become this really powerful person in the most gentle way. Because, you know, that power where you have to like, no, 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 no I'm, I'm, I'm strong, I'm powerful. It's not a power. It's like the weakness of a compensation. But when you're really powerful in yourself, you you you're very gentle and there's a lot of power in that gentleness yeah and I feel like this is so precious like you know it's like this little precious world it's like oh here you go um we all have that inside us and it's really deep and and precious and that can be safe to share and um I just feel like yeah so grateful for all you have brought to the world Alara and what you're kind of 
offering for us. And um, I feel like there's so much we can more talk about all kinds of things right here, but maybe we are in a good place to um, to close our session and let's continue to interact um, through OwnStream Network and also your channels and just let's, you know, see. I really want to thank all of you and I am so glad now I can like see all you on the screen and take you in for taking your precious time and participating and staying with us and also because probably you're here you're one of those pioneers also so thank you for doing your job thank you for stepping in your creativity in your power and in your mission and don't doubt that I you matter and actually the world needs you because if we don't decide those rules who else will right (laughs) So thank you so much, everyone, for joining.